Coronavirus cases are on the rise in the United States, and that applies to the armed services. Yet the Defense Department continues to lift restrictions on travel and certain base activities. Federal News Network's Scott Mossioni joins me now with the latest. And there seems to be some sort of a juxtaposition, I guess, of reality and what they're doing, Scott. Tell us about the coronavirus numbers right now. Let's go through those for the Defense Department. For a while, we thought that there was a plateau going on, much like we thought there was one going on within the United States. Um, From April to May, there was only an increase of about less than 3,000 additional service members. So they went from 6,600 to about 9,100. Then from May to June, it went from about 9,000 to 14,000. And then we're really starting to see the bump up. We're we're seeing now uh, from the end of June to July, uh, it's it's 14,000 to 21,000. It's been more than double from the beginning of June until now. It has been uh, exactly double. So everyone, uh, the case has doubled. So it's about 10,000 plus. And the thing about this is, is those first 10,000 were just from when they started collecting coronavirus numbers. So in, in March until June. And then the second 10,000 has come just within this month. So you can imagine that's quite a, a huge jump. And this is uniform service members that they're counting? This is service members along with civilians, dependents, and contractors. But the majority of them are obviously uh, the military. Um, you know, a very small part of them are civilians, dependents, and contractors. And is there a geographical basis to it? That is to say, is it occurring at certain bases or installations, or is it across the board, or what are they finding out? Well, we really don't know that. The Defense Department hasn't put out any kind of geographical information on where the infections are. Uh, what they have told us is that they've opened bases in certain areas, and those are based on the uh, you know local demographics of coronavirus, not only the military, but the local community as well. So you can sort of intuit what uh, areas are doing better than others. But I think the Defense Department's trying to at least be a little uh, tricky with how it releases geographical information on troops and things like that. And when they open a base, what does that mean? Does that mean the public can come in and come and go and vendors and so forth or what? Right. So, you know, opening a base isn't exactly the, the right sort of term to use. I think lessening the restrictions would probably be the best the best term to use. And the reason for that is because the people are still let in and out of the bases, you know, they had to deliver trucks, excuse me, deliver food and things like that. However, um, you know, the the military service members were not allowed to go from one base to another for PCS, that kind of thing, or to go on for for training uh, that wasn't essential, unless they, you know, they had eased the restrictions on this. So uh, also visitors, like you said, were not allowed in as well. So, um, you know, that's what they've done. And at this point, they have released the restrictions on 70 bases out of 230. So if you're a military service member in what what they call these green bases, the ones that have had the restrictions lifted, and you go to another green installation, you're good. You're in the clear. You don't need to worry about anything. Now, if you go from a green to a red or a green to one that has some restrictions, then you need to get approval and, and extra exemptions and things like that. And what goes into lifting these restrictions on a base? The local infection rate? Uh, sort of. So the Defense Department has created what they call a data-driven checklist on how they're going to move from red to green. So you, part of it is, like you said, the community. So they have to show a 14-day declining trend in symptoms and cases uh, in the state and also within that community. They also have to have a health protection condition of bravo or better. So the health protection condition is really just how the Defense Department responds to uh, the 
the biological threats, much like DEFCON in the, the way the threats of uh, national security. And then finally, you need approval from a military department secretary or combatant commander to lift the travel restrictions. So it's sort of a three-pronged way of doing everything. And, and once you do that, you, uh, you get those lifted. Now, the Thomas McCafferty, who's the Assistant Secretary of Defense for Health Affairs, said that the decision-making is very much tied to what's happening in the local communities, that the military health system tracks COVID cases and gets reports on a daily basis, and that information is shared with commanders on the ground to make well-informed decisions. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Scott Massioni, and if you were to show a map of the bases that have opened up some more or eased restrictions, would it look like a random scatter diagram across the country, or does that have a reasonable aspect? That's the thing. It's very patchworked. Uh, so as you know, Arizona has a huge amount of daily increases, thousands a day of new cases of coronavirus. However, there is a base that's open in Arizona. But on the other hand, in California and Florida, those are the only two states that have all of their bases closed. Uh, the rest are just, like I said, a patchwork. Uh, one instance is... In Pennsylvania, in the Pittsburgh area, there's a base that's closed. However, on the other side of the state, in the northeast corner, there is a base that's open. So it really depends on how local your community is. And, you know, there's really no way to tell how the Defense Department is really, you know, looking at these different communities and deciding, or if these communities go up, if they'll close these bases again. They say that they're making these decisions, you know, on a daily basis, but it would take a lot to kind of pull back these uh, decisions to restrict and, and kind of tell people, hold on, you know, you already made plans to come out here, but don't do it now that we've, uh, and, and we did have to go through that in March. And what about the Rome of the military establishment that is the Pentagon Reservation? Yeah, so the, the Rome is doing pretty well. They're now in their second phase of five in reopening. Lisa Hirschman, who's the chief management officer of the Defense Department, said that she thinks the Pentagon is the cleanest that it's ever been. And you have to remember, this is like, millions of square feet that they had to clean here to, to make sure that it's good. Now, it won't be until after the third phase that people can stop wearing uh, face masks and, and the social distancing will be eased a little bit. So there's quite some time before that happens. But as you know, in this local community in the D.C. area, Maryland and Virginia, the cases of coronavirus have been pretty stagnant compared to the south and farther out west. I wonder if anyone knows the linear footage of railings in the Pentagon. <laughs> I'm sure they have it somewhere, Tom. We can guess it's miles and miles, though. Everything in the Pentagon oh, yeah. is uh, massive. And of course, as the president has noted, you get cases when you test people. <laughs> and so how are the troops being tested? What's the protocol going on there? Right. So the military has created a policy that they wanted to basically test everyone if they could. Now, that's much uh, more of a dream than an actual reality. What they did was put in a tiered system. The first tier was to test people in key strategic and homeland security positions. And uh, they finished that in May. And, uh, you know, that, that did pretty well. Some people were diagnosed, others weren't. You can expect that it probably went up a little bit because of that. But this has been going on, like I said, this testing since April. So uh, it's not like they are just starting to do a huge ramp up or something like that. The Defense Department has the capability to test 20,000 people a week. They can do a good chunk of people, but it's not a ton. I mean, if you really consider how many people are in the military, the Army itself has a million alone in its total force. So, uh, you know, it's going to take a while before they can test everyone. They're hoping to get their capacity up to 56,000 at some point. Is it accurate to say, then, that as numbers rise and fall, the bases that have been less restricted could go back to more restriction and vice versa? 
I mean, it's possible. That is what the Defense Department says that its policy is, right? But we haven't seen any of the bases go in that backward trajectory, despite seeing increases in the coronavirus cases within those states or within those communities. All right. In the minute we have left, Scott, I just want to switch gears for a moment and ask you anything significant happening with any of the NDAAs that we didn't know last week, the National Defense (laughs) Authorization Acts, that we should be aware of as this moves toward final votes? The Senate's thinking about voting on the National Defense Authorization Act here in, in the near future, and they already put 62 bipartisan amendments in their manager's package, and that basically just folds everything into the original bill. Everyone agrees that it's a great idea. They're also going to be voting and debating six amendments, and one that's important to watch is uh, from Senator Bernie Sanders. He wants to cut the Defense Department by 10% from its budget and use that money as grants to send to high-poverty areas that would hire teachers, create health centers, and things like that. I'm saying this because it's an interesting amendment to look at right now, considering the fiscal Uh, environment right now with coronavirus and everything else. One of those things that I think is going to get a lot of debate and really kind of pique the interests of fiscal conservatives and progressives alike. Oh, keep an eye on that one. Federal News Network's Scott Mossioni, thanks so much. Thank you. Check out his stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.